Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I got so excited when I was preparing for today's program because I realized that both of my guests this week are under 30 years old. And, you know, when I got over the fact that I felt old, I thought, isn't this so cool? I mean, this is so cool to see these young entrepreneurs who are taking the world by storm. And you know, and, and it really is just so cool to see this. And so please join me in welcoming Chris Mead to our program today. Welcome, Chris. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I love it. You know, and, and it's funny, we actually had to reschedule our interview because you had to do something with your mother. Mm-hmm. Perfect, perfect. I love that. Family always comes first. Um, and But your product that you have come up with is so cool and so interesting. But let me tell people just a little bit more about you, and then we'll really jump into this. So Chris Mead is the co-founder of CrossNet, the world's first four-way volleyball game. CrossNet combines elements of the childhood game of Foursquare and volleyball in a competitive game to just 11 points where you have to win by two. CrossNet is now available at Walmart, Target, Dick's, Academy Sports, Amazon, and more than 20 other retailers. Holy cow, Chris, this is so cool. So, you know, let's let's go back a bit in time. You know, when I interview more, you know, more seasoned guests, we have to go back further. But, you know, for you, tell us how you discovered that this really was, for now, your passion in life. Yeah. Uh, so it was about two years ago, back in 2017, mm-hmm. so three years ago, and uh, we were home. It was a spring break. My brother, mm-hmm. our good friend Mike, childhood mm-hmm. friend, and mm-hmm. uh, he came over. He's like, "Let's invent something. Let's write some good ideas down, mm-hmm. and let's get out of the rat race." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "All right, sure, why not?" Cool. Uh, midnight turned to five in the morning. Uh, one idea led to 500 ideas, mm-hmm. and four-way volleyball was the last idea on the mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. So we Googled it. Nobody had ever done it. There's no photos mm-hmm. out on the internet. Right. And we're like, why not us? Mm-hmm. So we went to Walmart, uh, got two, two little volleyball nets, mm-hmm. rigged them together, tied mm-hmm. them up the next day, invited all our friends over. Mm-hmm. And we just had an absolute blast. We literally cool. played for hours on end. Mm-hmm. And we're like, all right, I think we have something here. Mm-hmm. So started uh, manufacturing and got a blueprint down and mm-hmm. uh, brought it to the local beach. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, 50, 50 people waiting to play at all times. People gawking mm-hmm. at us, like looking at it, like we mm-hmm. had an alien or something. So we knew we had something good. Cool. I love it. You know, and, and I encourage people, even if you, you know, you're not someone who might play, but go to your website um, and look, because that, you know, I was thinking four-way volleyball. And I, I played volleyball from fourth grade all the way through college. Um, not well, but I played. Um, and so I was thinking, how on earth do you do four way and and so once i saw the videos on your website made perfect sense and i thought oh this really does look cool so it's fun it's good exercise um indoors outdoors you know all sorts of things 
you know, and, and so you know, I, I do, as I said, I encourage people just to go see because they're probably thinking, what the heck is CrossNet? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, this is something that many people are always thinking, I've got this good idea. And, you know, and there's commercials that run, you know, you've got these good ideas. How do you do it? And, and all of those things. But not only, as you said, did you have this good idea, you tested it. So I love that, you know, because so many times we think we got this great idea and exactly. crickets, crickets. Um, so, you know, tell us a little bit more about that, that process of actually coming up with, you know, you came up with the idea, yes. you tested it, but then, then how do you manufacture it and all of those things? Yeah. So we had, we had the idea for the game. Uh, mm -hmm. Growing up, we weren't the biggest volleyball players either, mm -hmm. but we absolutely loved going to the beach. Mm -hmm. Grew up in a small farm town, so whenever we could get away and just have some time with our friends playing mm -hmm. sports, and we weren't on our phone or our computer, mm -hmm. that was the best time. Right. So we knew we had a game that we wanted everyone to be able to compete in, whether mm -hmm. you're 10 years old or 85 years old. We played mm -hmm. with grandmothers at the beach before. Mm -hmm. right. So we knew a few things were important. Uh, it needed to be easy to set up, and people mm -hmm. were going to be able to do it five minutes or so. Mm -hmm. Have some reasonable expectations there. Uh, we wanted it to be durable. Mm -hmm. We wanted it to be height adjustable. Mm -hmm. So we for the grandmas. For the grandmas <laughs> and the little kids. Uh -huh. And uh, we also wanted to have women in consideration as well. Mm -hmm. So right. it is now height adjustable for men, women, and children all mm -hmm. in one net. So you're not cool. buying any extra add-ons. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, the, the manufacturing process, we simply had a blueprint. Luckily, uh, Mike, our, one of our founders, is an engineer by trade. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so that was helpful. <laughs> and, cool. Uh, yeah, so we reached out to a few manufacturers overseas. We obviously mm -hmm. tried to source it here in America. Mm -hmm. uh, just realistically, right. we would have been selling mm -hmm. a $400 product, which wouldn't have converted well. Uh, yeah. I mean, this needs to be yeah. inexpensive. I was exactly. about to say cheap, but it's not cheap because as yeah, you no, said, it's, it's durable and things. So yeah, yeah. It, it needs to be inexpensive. Exactly. So it needs to be reasonable. We needed to have quality, but, but also consider the average per person. Mm -hmm. And the average beach game only goes for anywhere from $30 to $60. Right we're well out of the normal tier. Mm -hmm. So uh, want to make it durable, want to make it fun, want to make it mm -hmm. safe and just an absolute blast. Mm -hmm. So we, uh, we found a sporting good manufacturer overseas, mm -hmm. uh, sent over some paperwork, got a first prototype, mm -hmm. uh, pretty solid. But mm -hmm. then we, we constantly sought out improvements like, mm -hmm. Oh, this wasn't height adjustable. The net wasn't right. a million different things. Mm -hmm. But uh, after about five or six revisions, almost probably seven, eight months, mm -hmm. uh, we had a version that we were just ready to mm -hmm. sell. I mean, we wanted to sell the other ones, but we knew mm -hmm. we had to wait and be patient. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so we've had a working model for about two years now that mm -hmm. we're super happy with. Mm -hmm. Obviously taking customer feedback into play. Oh, the instructions could be better. Okay, we'll make mm -hmm. that an improvement. So mm -hmm. we're always constantly innovating and mm -hmm. trying to make things better for the customer. Right. Yeah, it's been fun. I love it. You know, and clearly because you're in these big box stores and, and we'll talk about that in a second, how you, you did that, but this isn't something that you just have 10 of sitting in your basement. I mean, you have had to produce in mass quantity. Yeah. So my, my, you know, what my curiosity was, you know, you know, I mentioned you, you are, you know, youngsters, you're in your twenties. It's mm -hmm. not like you had that type of cash probably laying around. Yeah. So did you have venture capitalists? How did you raise the, the money to be able to do this? Yeah, well, we're from middle-class America, like literally farm town USA. So mm -hmm. not like we grew up on a lot of money. Uh, you didn't mortgage well, the tractor. <laughs> so uh, we essentially, what we did, we, we pulled the, the three of our, us, we kind of pulled together 10 grand or so. Mm -hmm. wasn't really out of the realm of possibility. Right. Yeah, you go to yeah. friends, family, yeah. you so max had, out your credit cards. I mean, all those yeah. various things. So mm -hmm. We put a few grand in each, and mm -hmm. we got a uh, 
did, did a little baseline of marketing, got mm-hmm. the website together. So I built the entire website for the mm-hmm. company so that we didn't have to outsource that. My mm-hmm. brother's really good at social media, so we didn't have to outsource that. And mm-hmm. we had an engineer, so we didn't have to mm-hmm. pay for that. Mm-hmm. So our only expenses were really the, the marketing expenses on social and mm-hmm. also the manufacturing costs. So mm-hmm. we started with about 50 units, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Sold the 50, doubled up. Let's go 100. Ah. Sold the 100. Mm-hmm. Let's go 250. Mm-hmm. So we just kept scaling, and now we're ordering 12,000 units mm-hmm. at a time. So I it's love just it. like, yeah, we were patient. We, mm-hmm. uh, we all didn't quit our jobs right away, so we had money coming in elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were able to not take any money from the company for mm-hmm. over a year and a half. Wow. So we lived off our own paychecks and our own mm-hmm. bank account for a year and a half. Uh, just stayed extremely frugal. And it wasn't like, oh, we sold 10 nets. Let's reward ourselves a $500 paycheck. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what we did at all. Right. We mm-hmm. still feel guilty when we pay for Starbucks on the credit mm-hmm. card. You know, so like, you just got to It has to be a for- business meeting yeah. when you do that. <laughs> so we still stay uh, super frugal that way. Mm-hmm. But, and just, we don't spend money unless we think we're going to see it back. Mm-hmm. So that's why we were able to just start with those low quantity units and just, we saw the money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Okay, double down, let's order again. Mm-hmm. Just set expectations for the customer. Hey, you'll get your order between X and Y date. Right. Yeah, it's not, okay, we're shipping overnight. Exactly. You know, it, now you've probably you know reached that stage, but yeah. you know I and what I love about your story is that you started small, you didn't you know I, I kind of joke about maxing out your credit cards. That's mm. what so many business owners do. You know they they start in debt. Exactly. Now it's one thing to borrow from friends and family. I mean you know things like that, but yeah, starting in debt is not good because then it puts so much stress on you. Exactly. Um, you know, yeah, and, we were and, operating only with our own cash. Mm-hmm. And when we were in debt, we were in debt to ourselves. So when mm-hmm. we were getting paid back, it was paying back the debt to ourselves. So right. it was always a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody to really put extra pressure on. And we also didn't have to give away part of our business, which mm-hmm. is great. Right. Uh, to have somebody who wouldn't really contribute or whatever. So mm-hmm. we own 100% of the business, zero debt on the company, mm-hmm. complete cash flow positive. Like it's a good feeling. Right. Yeah. And, and, I really like that you did start small. Like you said, you you started with a very small quantity. Exactly. And I think many people, when they're starting a business, if they have a physical product, you know, is like like you have, you know, it's different with a service, it's different with, you know, things like that. But when you have a physical product, you think, I have to have hundreds, thousands. Um, even, you know, things like authors, they think, oh my gosh, I need to have 10,000 books. Well, there's that thing called print on demand, which is yeah. why we love Amazon so much. But, you know, it, starting small really is key. You know, and, and even if you're providing a service, it's okay, let's, let's do this in a, you know, as, as we can scale it up without sleepless nights. Now, I'm sure, you know, it was still a little stressful and, and things like that for you guys. But, you know, you, I just, I can't get over the fact that, that, you know, you, the, the, the non-debt issue, Yeah. you know, you just started small and, and went from there. Yeah. To anyone like starting a product, like there's always going to be more inventory. Mm-hmm. Like there's always going to be another factory. There's mm-hmm. always somebody else you can work with. Mm-hmm. So don't invest all of your money to mm-hmm. get a 50 cent price break. Right. Like I just, I heard somebody the other day bought 10,000 units of their product mm-hmm. to start their company mm-hmm. and now they don't have any money for marketing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, right. Great. Those tend mm-hmm. to, I hope it's going to keep your warehouse mm-hmm. warm. Like you, you need a, so there's right. always going to be more inventory that you mm-hmm. can buy, sell it, get proof mm-hmm. of concept, proof of customers, get mm-hmm. testimonials and then double down. Right. But don't, don't be investing all your cash. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, always think about those things. You know, I, I remember way back way before you were born, hello, um, where when <laughs> I would order marketing materials 
And we did not have the big um, digital presses. I mean, this, these were the old presses that, you know, so when you ordered a brochure or business cards, you know, anything like that, that was professionally printed, you ordered at least 10,000. I still have brochures in my closet that I'll never use, you know, so I don't know, hello, they should go to, to recycling at least. But, um, you know, and, and we had to do that because that was the only way. And now that we can scale things down, you know, when you can order business cards in quantities of 100, order 100, you know, and, and don't look at the price break. Don't look at, oh, it's five cents cheaper if I buy 250. If you're going to throw 150 of those away, what good was it? Exactly. You know, and, and, and social, obviously, you know, is, is a, a big benefit to so many business owners because, yes, you can do paid, you can do ads, you can do all of those various things, but there's also so many ways to do it where it doesn't cost a penny. Now, it does cost your time. You know, I always tell people don't, you know, it's, social media is not free because it is your time that you could be doing something else with, even if it's just sleeping. Um, but, you know, the, it's, it's great that we're now able to use social media in a way that is, is much more cost effective. 100%. 100%. Yeah, we use social for a variety of things, but mm -hmm. the biggest thing is just getting the product out there to people we would never be able to talk to normally. Mm -hmm. Like there's professional volleyball players who right. not only respond to us, but Mm -hmm. say, hey, I've been seeing your product for months now. Like, mm -hmm. thank you for reaching out to me. Of course, I'll, I'll do a post right. on your behalf. Mm -hmm. We have, I won't name any names, but we have, I'm a big fan of the NBA. And we mm -hmm. have NBA mm -hmm. players messaging us saying, hey, cool. I'm for my kid. Mm -hmm. And we're like, it's still like goosebumps when you see their oh, name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know those, and and your first instinct is, oh, their account got hacked, yeah. <laughs> or you know somebody stole, you know they created an email, you know because you're thinking, oh my gosh, you know, my my childhood hero is not going to be contacting me, but it is, you know, yeah. and 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 what that shows is it's a great product, you know they they're not going to, as a parent, just in general, they're not going to to purchase something or you know request it if it's not something that they can trust their kids will be safe with exactly exactly so you know you guys live in miami which does make it a little bit easier to, to sell something that's you know a beach volleyball type of thing but we mentioned it's also indoors you know there's obviously a little bit different setup because you can't pound through the floor yeah. but um you know and, and so i love that you 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 looked at that product and you went okay how can we expand the product line? So I'm assuming it was beach first and then indoor yeah. second. So it's, I mean, we always wanted to have indoors. Mm -hmm. uh, it just took a lot longer of time period mm -hmm. to do it. And we had molds. So essentially we had the outdoor game mm -hmm. and we had customers all across the world. That most of them don't live in Miami. Most mm -hmm. of them don't right. live in San Diego. So mm -hmm. they want to play our game and they want it year round. So we needed mm -hmm. to make up an option. Uh, mm -hmm. But the hard part was building that mold. Mm -hmm. So you think, oh, just like, oh, slap a basketball base on it. But mm -hmm. gravity and the way weight works and right. weight contribution. Oh, yeah, because, the, yeah, the weight's going to be right in the center, especially when somebody's hitting it continually. Especially when we've invented something that nobody else has ever created. Mm -hmm. That we're doing the math on stuff and forces and inertia mm -hmm. that we, we're not scientists. Mm -hmm. Like, so there's a lot of trial and error mm -hmm. there to make sure we're doing it correct. So it took mm -hmm. longer than we wanted. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's uh, releasing February 28th. Mm -hmm. We've taken pre-orders. We have cool. hundreds of pre-orders already mm -hmm. for it. Uh, and it's on literally zero marketing. We might have mm -hmm. sent out an email saying, hey, it's available, but mm -hmm. 
besides that, like people are just coming to the site being like, yeah, I have the cross net. I love it. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's throw this in the bag mm-hmm. and get it. So it's available now for a hundred dollars on our cool. website. And nice. Yeah. So teachers all, we have over 3000 schools right now mm-hmm. using CrossNet to teach mm-hmm. students how to play volleyball. So mm-hmm. now having indoors is going to be massive right. and spreading the brand. And, and back to safety. I mean, you know, yeah. you, you probably, you can't have a base that's gigantic exactly. because somebody's going to fall over it. Can't have them trip um, on it. Can't mm-hmm. be in the way of the game. Mm-hmm. Can't have the net collapse onto a kid. That would be the worst thing right. ever. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, not going to, we haven't had any issues in three years, but uh, yeah. So right. all those factors need to be contributed. Mm-hmm. How, how heavy it is, how mm-hmm. stable it is. So we think we found a, a really good mold that we're really proud mm-hmm. of. So cool. Out. And you know, as you said, you'll probably modify it, <coughs> make some changes as you go. Hundred percent. So talk to us more. That, you know, I was telling you I had gone to your website. Yep. I made notes. Okay. And yeah. one of them is the school program. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so talk to us more about that because you know it's beach volleyball, but you have got three thousand schools involved. Yeah, it's crazy. So <laughs> I mean, if you think back to when you even played volleyball in school. Mm-hmm. Normally it's a six on six or 10 on mm-hmm. 10 and you're just sitting there the whole class waiting to get the ball mm-hmm. one time. Right. I remember like volleyball <laughs> was the worst for somebody who's not an avid volleyball player mm-hmm. and didn't go on to play high school or collegiate. It was not fun because I touched the ball twice in a 45 minute class right. and I'm worried my whole time go. Mm-hmm. So now teachers have recognized that, that half their class is bored out of their mind. Mm-hmm. So they have a four-way net. Mm-hmm. You put four kids around the net, you sub some kids in as they get eliminated. Right. You can almost do a circular exactly. type of. Mm-hmm. And you're getting spiked left and right. You're learning how to mm-hmm. serve. You're learning how to set up. You're learning how to use all the volleyball fundamentals mm-hmm. while working on hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. And you're just getting the ball a million mm-hmm. times more. So mm-hmm. teachers love it. Kids are like, A, I love coming to play crossfit, but B, they're seeing it on social media, you know, mm-hmm. we're everywhere on social. So they come to the class. They're like, Oh, my teacher's so hip. They got that new game on mm-hmm. Facebook. Like, right. so they're happy. Everyone's engaged. So it's, it's working out really well. So mm-hmm. we have uh, gym teachers come to our site, mm-hmm. fill out a form, send over their purchase order number. If they want mm-hmm. request bank information, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And it'll send them out a few nets. And then also we have, uh, so there's physical education catalogs. Mm. that the normal person would not know mm-hmm. about. I didn't right. know. It's right. yeah. So every gym teacher gets a catalog mm-hmm. um, based on where they are living in the world or what they mm-hmm. subscribe to. Uh, some are like Gopher Sports, Flaghouse Sports, Toledo Sports, S&S. Mm-hmm. Didn't know about these guys until mm-hmm. I started the company, but mm-hmm. they're massive. Right. Every gym teacher relies on them to get their inventory. Mm-hmm. So of course, logical move is reach out to the, the buyers at the mm-hmm. magazines, get us in there. Mm-hmm. And now CrossNet's in there. At some time, we've had placement like on the homepage, like on the cover, inside wow. the cover of the new mm-hmm. products. So gym teachers are really loving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a nice assembly line. We have orders shipped out from our warehouse in Connecticut. We mm-hmm. ship them to the buyers directly or we ship mm-hmm. them to the catalogs. Mm-hmm. And so every time we get an order from there, mm-hmm. it's going directly to a gym teacher or a camp. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Well, and the cool thing is <clears throat> word of mouth. Yeah. <clears throat> I definitely have a frog in my throat this morning. Sorry about that. But, you know, gym teachers are going to talk to other gym teachers. 100%. And so they're going to say, oh, my gosh, have you seen this great product? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so word of mouth has been big for us. But also on the flip side, word of mouth for the children is even stronger. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah, they go home people. and they say, mom, mom. <laughs> exactly. So it's the same process that we have when we go set it up over at Miami Beach, right? Mm-hmm. You have visitors and, and vacationers coming in every single day, mm-hmm. every single week. And now you see 30, 40 people lined up mm-hmm. for the game. 
just millions of impressions throughout the mm-hmm. week, like just going and set up the new net. Sometimes we'll just go, we'll set up the net. We won't even play. We'll just wait for right. random people to play, mm-hmm. come back at the end of the day and collect the net. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just the word of mouth has been crazy about mm-hmm. it because people are generally having a great time on it. And right. it's something new. It's something exciting. Mm-hmm. And it gets them off their cell phone. So well, and, you know, I was watching, you know, I, I mentioned I watched the videos. You don't have to be an expert volleyball player. I mean, not you know, the court is really pretty small. And, you know, and, and, and it's not all that complicated to be able to do it. Exactly, yeah. So the, the squares are six by six. Mm-hmm. Uh, so enough room to move around, but not too much room where you're diving crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we certainly have some good dives, but you have your square. You defend mm-hmm. it like a normal four square game. Mm-hmm. And your objective is to get to the four square where you can serve the ball and score points. Mm. Uh, so yeah, you're you're really trying to practice it, but you don't need to be a volleyball expert. You don't need mm-hmm. to be any way that you get the ball over the net mm-hmm. is how we play. Right. So you know, we mentioned word of mouth, and you've created an ambassador program. Tell us more about that. Yeah, uh, certainly still a work in progress. Something we're always looking to kind of uh, build up. But mm-hmm. essentially, we have a program where people could sign up depending mm-hmm. on like. Their credentials will either gift them with some cross nets to kind of distribute in their area or set mm-hmm. up tournaments. Mm-hmm. Or if they are looking more to make a financial gain, mm-hmm. I will actually have them go out and sell the cross nets to the world. Oh, so we okay. have people throughout the country right now. Mm-hmm. I actually just got an email from one who just sold uh, a few nets to a local store. Mm-hmm. But we'll have people, hey, here's your price. Here's the store's price. Mm-hmm. Go out and make some cash. Mm-hmm. And, and they're pushing cross net to their local markets because mm-hmm. we have the reach nationally at the big box stores. Mm-hmm. But getting to those mom and pop surf shops right. and those places, mm-hmm. that's, that's a tougher ask. Right. So. Yeah, because there's, you know, I, just close to me here, I think three totally independent little sporting goods stores in strip malls. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and yeah, I mean, they're not the, the big guys, you know, mm-hmm. they, they order from something probably very similar as your, your, you know, phys ed teacher type of, of catalogs. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's more, somebody goes in and says, Hey, there's this great thing. You know, it's, it's, it's door to door sales almost. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll get you set up on the program. Mm-hmm. So what does an ambassador get besides, you know, a little, little kickback when they sell something? Yeah. So kickback when they sell something. Uh, depending on their sales metrics, we'll give them a uh, free product. So they'll get the net for free mm-hmm. or they'll get an exclusive discount on the net that's cheaper than even our wholesale price. Okay. Uh, they'll get merchandise. So it could be t-shirts. Uh, we're coming out with hoodies, mm-hmm. sweatshirts, socks, swag, all of that good stuff. And then also access to tournaments. We give mm-hmm. them the opportunity to uh, set up tournaments across the country mm-hmm. where they live. And then they get a kickback on that tournament. Mm-hmm. So somebody reached out from Wisconsin actually a few days ago. Mm-hmm. So never been to Wisconsin myself, but if they want to have a, have a tournament, happily send them over some nets, mm-hmm. send them over some cash and let's get hundred people over to go play across that tournament in the middle of Wisconsin. Right. So, oh, my, my scratchy throat just transferred exactly, to you. Exactly. Yeah. Geez. Um, you know, and, and clearly where you make <laughs> money on tournaments is people pay to participate. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we have one, uh, scheduled in Alberta, uh, mm-hmm. in the beginning of wow. April. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've never been to Canada, but we have, Volleyball apparently mm-hmm. is like the biggest sport in Canada. Hmm. So uh, indoor, yeah. I'm I'm assuming more indoor. Yeah, than, yeah. yeah. more indoor. Cold so up we're going to test the indoor bases, which is going to be awesome. Okay, so we're going to be at an indoor facility mm-hmm. that has sand, which is cool. So we can use mm-hmm. the indoor and outdoor. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so we'll have a tournament up there. We've been promoting it for a few weeks now, but mm-hmm. it'll be big, and we'll have a five dollar entry. So keep right. it reasonable, keep it cheap. Mm-hmm. We're not that big of a brand yet. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, chance to win five hundred dollars. So nice. five to win five hundred. Mm-hmm. Fun play. It's like an hour, two hours, and mm-hmm. we just had one out in San Diego, and I had a kid who drove three hours to come play. Wow. He bought a cross net. He plays every weekend with his mm-hmm. family. We, he got our email saying, hey, San Diego tournament. Mm-hmm. And him and his buddy drove three hours. It was I the, love it. Just a crazy feeling. So just like, how did he do? He came in second place, actually. He, did, he came in pretty well. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, so, I yeah, love he, it. He took home some money, too. So uh, mm-hmm. it was good. Right. So now, do you reach out to local media when you're in these yeah. places, especially like Alberta? I mean, you know, to be able to say, hey, exactly. this is the first one. So you get Alberta TV, all of those various things. Exactly. Yeah. So we've been doing a big push over the last few months, mm-hmm. podcast, local news, local media, mm-hmm. uh, anything that we, when we were at these events. So this mm-hmm. year we're going to be at about, as of now, we're about six music festivals, but we're probably going to expand that to over 12. Okay, yeah, like, that makes sense. It's a big outdoor venue where people are hanging out the entire day. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, a really, it makes a lot of common sense. Mm-hmm. People they are looking for stuff for their, their audience to do, mm-hmm. and it's a great breakout session, mm-hmm. place for kids to meet up at. Like, hey, mm-hmm. meet me at, after this concert at the CrossNet. Like, so right. good logical fit, mm-hmm. uh, same thing for trade shows. So mm-hmm. relaying uh, that through the media is going to be mm-hmm. huge for us to make sure we have people there. Perfect. Well, and, you know, you mentioned outdoor music festivals. There's also outdoor venues that have concerts throughout the year. Exactly. Um, you know, several, I mean, there's one that's, you know, less than two miles from me here where, where they have big outdoor concerts virtually every weekend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you come early, you have a picnic, all of those various things. And, and the nice thing is this, it can be, as we've said, any level that you're playing. So, you know, this is, doesn't have to be get all nasty, hot and sweaty. This can just be bopping the ball back and forth. hundred percent. Could be as casual as you want it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we're going to be actually at uh, something in the water music festival out in Virginia. It's like Mm -hmm. a big uh, music festival by Pharrell. And I was going to be there either way. Like Uh I was going. So, and they Mm -hmm. invited us to set up 10 cross nets. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a huge tournament like while mm-hmm. the festival is going on. So stuff like that is just going to be really mm-hmm. cool for us this right. year. You need to talk to the folks here about the Sweetwater Music Festival. Okay. Because it's it huge, huge, huge. It's down in Centennial Park. Okay. Um, not my style of music, so I don't go. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's, it is huge. And it's yeah. Sweetwater Brewery. Okay. Uh, there, you know, and, and so it's 420 beer, all those, those various things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a big festival and it's outdoors in, in an area that has lots of grassy area and, and things like yeah, that. Yeah. I know so. it's Park. Yeah, see, that would be a perfect place for us. Even we have, uh, at a, some, some beaches were actually mm-hmm. a permanent uh, right. item there. Mm-hmm. So being in a park like Centennial would just be a great feature for the, mm-hmm. for the public. Right. Well, speaking of that, I mean, a great market for you are the parks and rec people, um, you know, and, and what I love is this is one of these things that, as you said, started small and it's like, okay, well now we've gotten our handle on this. Yep. So let's go try this. Okay. We've got our handle on this. Let's go try this. And, and again, I think that's the, the hardest part for small business owners when they're first starting out, they think I have to be everywhere. And that's where they get stressed. They get in debt. And, and none of it gets done well. And so I, I just, I love this, that you kind of conquer that little area yep. and then you move on to the next thing. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what we're doing. Like I have right now our big initiative, at least for me. So I went to film school. I didn't go to business mm-hmm. school. I went to film right. school. Mm-hmm. So movie sets, there uh-huh. are movies being right. filmed. People every- are standing around doing absolutely nothing for a long part of the day. Exactly. So mm-hmm. having the cross net in the background of a beach shot or the mm-hmm. park shot, just makes common sense and millions of impressions. So if we can start getting 
reaching out to set designers mm-hmm. and people who like build right. up these, it would just be perfect. Mm-hmm. So I can just see the walking dead zombies. <laughs> of that i mean wouldn't that be just absolutely hilarious to be able to put that on your website and, and exactly. promote it so, so little stuff like that is just mm-hmm. little areas you wouldn't even think of uh, right. is what i'm kind of working on right now mm-hmm. to where can we get eyeballs because mm-hmm. we know that eyeballs translate to cash mm-hmm. right you know and and it can be anything from four i mean you do have to have four yeah. um but up to you know however many you need and clearly you just get more equipment when you need more so it can be small things like vacation bible schools exactly. i mean you know all sorts of things that that, that you can do with this exactly cool it's exciting. really exciting i love it well now in your intro i mentioned the fact that you're in walmart you're in target you're in you're in the big guys mm-hmm. That had to be just how on earth did you even approach them to yeah. be able to do this? Because again, so many people think, okay, well, if I'm going to do that, I have to have 50,000 of my product to, to be, you know, to be able to, for them to even pay attention. And more importantly, how do we even figure out who it is and how do we get their attention to have that meeting? So talk to us about how you got into the big box stores. Yeah. So my first real job uh, outside of college was uh, selling software at a company mm-hmm. called Contently. Okay. And there I literally had to reach out to VPs of marketing, CMOs, okay. and people that normally would not care to talk to a 23-year-old out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, these were at Fortune 500s, like right. AIG, and mm-hmm. places that, like, I don't, I don't know anything about the insurance, mm-hmm. you know? Why should, we, why should we bother with this exactly. person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I learned really quickly that LinkedIn was just a crazy way to talk to people who I shouldn't be talking to. Mm-hmm. So first thing I did, like make my profile look as cool as possible, mm-hmm. look as legit. And it does. It looks great. Thank you. Worked very hard on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I connected with all of the buyers at all of the potential stores that I could possibly think about wanting to mm-hmm. be there. Sporting good buyer, retail mm-hmm. buyer, volleyball buyer, physical education teacher, mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm or added them early on in my mm-hmm. CrossNet career. So mm-hmm. right when we started up, I keep adding them. And I still do that. I, I make mm-hmm. sure I go on there all the time. Right, because that's go. a continually changing group. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing about it is now they're on LinkedIn at work. Mm-hmm. They're at LinkedIn at their home, and they're mm-hmm. seeing my posts. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting free advertising to them in my timeline. Mm-hmm. They don't even really know they're getting sold to. Right. And then when it's time for me to approach them, mm-hmm. it's a warm lead because they've seen right. me. Mm-hmm. And they've seen my product. Mm-hmm. And then also, if they do click on it, nine times out of 10, they're probably getting retargeted if they go mm-hmm. to my website. Right. So now they're getting the banner mm-hmm. app. They might get the email if they put their email in. Mm-hmm. So they're in our funnel. And mm-hmm. so by the time I reach out, they might even be coming to me. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and I love it because it's a very soft sell. You know, you mentioned the fact that, you know, they're seeing your posts, they're doing, they're interacting with you. So it's not the typical. You know, you, yeah, when I get five of these a day at least, you know, I connect with somebody on LinkedIn and wham, I get that. I can sell you, I can do it. You know, and I'm like, no, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do business with or even, even respond yeah. to the people who immediately try and sell me something. 100%. Yeah. You know, it, it yeah. is all about relationship. And what I love about LinkedIn is, is, you know, they, they're not looking at it and, you know, say looking at your profile and going, he's 26 years old. They're looking at it going, wow, look at this professional. 
He knows how to use LinkedIn. You know, he's got a great profile, all of those various things. And so that's the, the cool part about LinkedIn is, you know, it kind of puts us all at that same level. Exactly. Yeah. And just keeping it casual for anyone listening who's like struggling with that. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, just keep it how you want to talk. Don't mm-hmm. don't overinflate right. it with sales jargon mm-hmm. and stupid terminology that you'd have to Google to figure out what they're talking mm-hmm. about. Like, oh, I know. I love those. I get them and I'm like, I don't know what that acronym means and I'm <laughs> not going to look it up. <laughs> yeah. Just talk like you're talking to a friend and, and nine mm-hmm. times out of 10, you're going to get a, a better reception than you would if you really mm-hmm. typed up some massive paragraph that right. going to get exited right. out. Mm-hmm. Well, and the the problem with the people who are just immediately responding is I know it's a cut and paste. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they didn't, you know, they didn't pay any attention. You know, I always love the people who are going to show me about social media. I'm like, no. Or they'll contact me. I can promote your podcast to make it more popular. Okay, I've been doing this a really long time. I'm over 500 programs. Is it a million downloads a week? No. You know, but is it where I want it to be? Yes. You know, so don't try and sell me on I can promote your program. I really like the ones that say we can get you on iTunes. Okay. Right. I've been on iTunes for four years. <laughs> you know? exactly. And, you know, so if, you know, when you're sending and, and, you know, yes, we do need to communicate through this, you know, that's, that's why it's there. Yeah. But at least make it look like you looked at their profile. Um, you know, my favorite was one time when I connected with somebody who I had known and done business with for years. So, I, you know, I, we I, we had coffee. I mean, you know, yeah. all of these, you know, we we really did know each other. And but for some reason, we weren't connected on LinkedIn. So I connected with, with this person on LinkedIn and immediately got the response. Hello, it is so nice to meet you. And it was... It was insulting was what it yeah, was. I can imagine. And so I contacted her privately. You know, I emailed her and I said, what the <clears throat> are you doing? And she responded and she said, oh my gosh, my virtual assistant manages my LinkedIn account. And I have told her that she just does that. And I said, well, I got to tell you, I was deeply insulted by it. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that had never occurred to her because it had never happened. Or if it happened, nobody complained. But yeah, I was yeah. like, seriously? You don't know who I am? Yes, you know who I am. Yeah, without a doubt. And yeah, you know, definitely when we, I never make sure we have automation. You always got to keep it personal on mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And there are certainly things that you can automate in your emails, you know, if you're if you're developing trickle down campaigns, all those various things, but yeah, you know, you it needs to still appear like it's it's written exactly. to you. Um exactly. I always love it when I get the dear first name. I'm like, "Oh, okay, no." <laughs> nope. Or or I really know they don't know me if it's Deborah. It's like, "Okay, you put my name off LinkedIn because that's the only place that I have Deborah." And you know, I'm like, "No." Don't just add me to your email distribution list because we're LinkedIn friends. And, and so I, I immediately disconnect from them. And the bad part is they might have a product yeah. or a service that's great. But because of how they went about contacting me, I don't care. Exactly. Exactly. So you get these big box stores to pay attention to you. Mm-hmm. And then what do you do? I mean, is it physical meetings? Is it, you know, did you have to fly all over everywhere? Yeah. And- uh, actually, I've only flown to two meetings mm-hmm. uh, and they only lasted about 20 minutes. But uh, You were on yeah, the plane far boring. longer than... Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. But uh, I mean, the product kind of sells itself. Uh, mm-hmm. The outdoor game market is mm-hmm. typically boring. That's why the game was created in the first mm-hmm. place. Right. There's only been a few things that are really captivating for mm-hmm. a millennial like myself or mm-hmm. even older people. 
So having this is just a, a logical mm-hmm. change of pace. As long as the price point works mm-hmm. and the stores are making enough money, right. they're open to trying it. Mm-hmm. And then, so we went to a store called Shields, which is in the Midwest. Mm. And they have like 28 locations. Mm-hmm. So they started at two locations. They just brought on mm-hmm. like eight products each. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, I reached to that, them way too early. So anyone like listening who's like, thinks mm-hmm. they're ready for retail, like really make sure you're ready for retail because mm-hmm. it could have sabotaged our relationship. Right. Really, mm-hmm. I, I probably did myself a disservice. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, they kept it on the shelves. Mm-hmm. And I get an email from the buyer saying, hey, they sold that overnight all of a sudden, randomly, like eight months later. Hmm. Why? And that's like right when our social media started working, like we got ah, viral mm-hmm. videos coming in. So people just started searching for us like mm-hmm. and coming into the store looking. So we expanded from two stores to nationwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, I offered them a little bit of a price break, like a dollar or two mm-hmm. to kind of provide some motivation mm-hmm. and be like, hey, after this initial price break, we're going to go back up to our normal price. Mm-hmm. Fine with me. I'll take a little little mm-hmm. hit to get, a, get all right. the stores. Mm-hmm. And then seven days later, we sold out of every store. Wow. Well, now we're just like, mm-hmm. we're getting reorders every mm-hmm. few months. Like orders are already planned for June, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. stores already know they're going to carry us. So it's a good feeling because then we mm-hmm. could actually uh, like attribute inventory for these reasons. And we know we need to have X amount by this date. Uh, so it really helps with forecasting. So. And you mentioned something that I think is absolutely critical for anybody who's thinking about getting into a big box store. You don't have to do nationwide. You know, you, you can go into just a handful. 100%. Right. You know, and, and I, I don't think a lot of people realize that. They think, yeah, oh my gosh, I mean, if I'm going into Walmart, I have to be in every single Walmart in the world. No, exactly. you know, you can, you know, because the buyers want it to be successful too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, when I go to these meetings, like, mm-hmm. I always pitch, hey, let's start with 10 stores. Let's start mm-hmm. with 20. I know you have 250 available, but... I want to prove to you. It's mm-hmm. like a relationship, you know, like mm-hmm. I come on the podcast. If it does well, we might do another podcast, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say, Hey, let's do five podcasts and right. set it up. Like mm-hmm. that's just not how the reality mm-hmm. of the situation is. So right. I start with 10, 15, mm-hmm. prove it out, put mm-hmm. little risk at their play. And then mm-hmm. I know that the inventory is going to move and then we can scale. Right. Well, and clearly you, you know, initially pick, I shouldn't say clearly, I don't know. Um, you know, so you, you might pick stores that are in the South or our beach, you know, all of those various things. So that way it kind of makes sense for them because, you know, putting it in a store in, say, Des Moines, Iowa, might not be the best pick for something that in many cases is an outdoor product. Exactly. Until it starts gaining that momentum. 100%. Like a a store called Academy. Uh, Mm -hmm. They have 200 Mm -hmm. Academy Sports, yep. Yeah, Mm -hmm. big store. And uh, so I went to the meeting with the buyer and I said, hey, Mm -hmm. here's our top 10 performing markets. Mm -hmm based on your top 10 performing mm-hmm. top 10 store locations. Mm-hmm. This is where I think we should be matched up really well. Mm-hmm. So uh, exact, So things like that, just making a logical fit. I'm not trying to sell a beach game in Minnesota mm-hmm. in January. Like that right. doesn't make sense. Let's mm-hmm. start with Texas. Right. Well, and what I love is that you do your research before you go in. So you tell them, I know you have 250 stores, but here are the ones that we think you should market to. And yeah. clearly they're going to appreciate that yeah. because you've done part of their work for them. Hundred percent. Got to do the research for them and show them that you actually care. And you mm-hmm. know, like I care about my product, I care mm-hmm. about my company, and I don't want to go into two hundred fifty stores and flop. Like, right? That would be the worst thing. Well, because be- those buyers talk to each other. So exactly. the guy at Academy Sports is going to talk with the lady at this store, and you know all of those various things. So you need to make sure that it works well for them. Exactly. Hundred percent. So. Well, and I love again. I love the fact that that you do that research because. First of all, you know, we're going to come back to your age a little bit. 
that, but it, you know, it shows that you're very professional by doing that. And so many people, I think just, you know, they, they well, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Why wouldn't you want it? And yeah. what do you mean I have to do research? And there is this thing called Google, which makes doing the research pretty easy. And especially if they're a publicly traded company, yeah. you know, they, there's a ton of data and information out there. So it's not that you're going to be spending 50 hours to research something. You get a couple annual reports. You look at their website. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a, a, a terribly complicated process. Yeah, well, that I mean, we for the presentations with the buyers. I mean, I literally mm -hmm. outsourced it. I had a graphic designer create a presentation for me mm -hmm. to show that I care. Right. We barely even went over the presentation in person, but at least I had it. Mm -hmm. And then it was follow up material. Right. I had a really beautiful mm -hmm. slideshow put together mm -hmm. that gave us the stats, mm -hmm. gave us why they need us, gave us a price point, mm -hmm. and recapped everything. So, right. just and it was I'm, I'm assuming personalized. Yeah, you know, the, the worst thing would be if you get this generic, hey, you know, we can be in your store and, did it, exactly. and, and you never mention what the store's name is, all those yeah. various things. Exactly. You know, and technology makes that simple. You, know, mm -hmm. you, you can easily redo a presentation to make it very specific to that, that, that uh, store. Mm -hmm. well, so how'd you get into Amazon? Yeah, I've, uh, I've interviewed people before who are, are Amazon sellers, and to me, that's always very interesting. Yeah. Um, I talked with one guy who uh, is at that point, and he still is, in Australia, and Amazon was just going into Australia, and he said, mm -hmm. you know, the, the dynamics of that, they're really, at, the, at least at that point, drones were big. You know, they yeah. had to use drones. And, you know, and, and so how did you get into Amazon? Yeah, so... Um we were selling Amazon, our, like we registered our product, we were selling it ourselves. It was really, really tough because you need to have like really good attention to customer service. Right. Fulfillment for them is, is absolutely Crazy. critical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're not like, if you're slacking, hey, our fulfillment person's on vacation, like mm -hmm. could jeopardize our entire right. Amazon relationship. Mm -hmm. So uh, we were lucky enough, we had a retailer called Spreetail. Uh, they're a distributor out in Nebraska, mm -hmm. very, very big e-commerce partner. Mm. And uh, they reached out to us. They bought 24 cross nets mm. and they got them on a Friday. They sold them out by Friday night. And <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the buyer called me back and she's like, Hey, I know you guys are having more inventory come in. Are you interested in us taking all of that inventory? And I think I almost dropped my phone in the bathtub. Right. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> It's yeah. kind of like when, you know, when, when the celebrity contacts you, you're like, what the? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. So we signed a, uh, a deal with them to be our exclusive distributor of Amazon. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they also fulfill our items on Walmart mm -hmm. and target.com as well. So they will actually import, uh, on 40 foot containers. So 2,400 plus wow. cross at a time mm -hmm. every few months, mm -hmm. ship them out next day, have beautiful customer service. Mm -hmm. So it's really good to have a, a reliable partner mm -hmm. like them to, to do all of that because right. if you think about the man hours and the labor mm -hmm. that it cost me to hire somebody to do that, mm -hmm. uh, it just, it's, it's a it's a blessing. Right. So we have a huge backbone mm -hmm. with them. They have five fulfillment centers across the country mm -hmm. or something like that. So customers are getting it out next day, free shipping. It's mm -hmm. really good. Right. And what a lot of people don't understand about Amazon is, you know, they might know that there's different fulfillment centers throughout the, the U S but you know, they'll say, hey, we're running low on this product. And, you know, and, and so it's not that you're just shipping out everybody all at once. It's this one needs taken care of, this one needs taken care of, all of those various things. And, and of course, Amazon has that system down well. You know, exactly. So they know 
okay, we sell X number in this period of time, we're getting low, therefore we need to, to, to get more. Yep. And more and more people, I mean, you know, we, here in Atlanta, clearly we have big distribution centers. I can order stuff within two hours, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, 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 and we've all gotten to where we want it right away. You know, when I order something through Amazon Prime and it's next day and I don't get it, I don't care why, yep. you know, it's like, you know, and, and sending me the little emails that, that say, you know, we're sorry, your, your shipment is delayed. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. You know, I pay yeah, to get it the it. next day, which is just silly. Um, you know, and, and, but, you know, and, and so Amazon clearly wants this to work well too, because people don't, you know, I think so many people think that it's, you know, Amazon has all that product, you know, no, they're the fulfillment center. Um, you know, and, and so, but, but yeah, they want it to, to go smoothly too, or I'm going to go trotting down to my local store and buy it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a customer, the customer is always right regardless. Mm-hmm. And if they're paying for it, they need to get it next day. Mm-hmm. So having a partner like them has just been mm-hmm. really, really pivotal. Like they even got us uh, with target. Mm-hmm. Um, they come to us with offers all the time. Mm-hmm. So we got black Friday homepage placement on target.com. Whoa. Yeah. So last uh, November, that was crazy. Just going on the mm-hmm. target.com mm-hmm. one click away and crossing it's right there in your How many page. times did you go look? Oh, yes, <laughs> I, I, was, I was so hyped. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And your mom, hyped. everybody, you know, they were all, look, it's still there. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, within 72 hours, we sold hundreds and hundreds on their site. So, wow. and then just knowing that this distributor was going to take care of it for mm-hmm. us. Everything was going to get shipped out smoothly right. and I didn't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. It was just a really good saving mm-hmm. grace. Right. You know, and, and that's the, the key is they know the quantities, you know, so they're forecasting, okay, exactly. we probably need 5,000. Yeah. So we're actually going to order 6,000 just to make sure we're covered, exactly. you know, and, and you're not having to because they have the history, you know, they might not have the history with that specific product, but they know, okay, this is a sporting goods thing. We're putting it on Black Friday, all of those various things. So, you know, they've, they've got that all worked out. Precisely. So now you actually turned this company into making $2 million in the first year. Pretty I much. love that. I mean, that is so cool because as we said, you started out really small. You didn't have venture capitalists. You didn't max out every credit card that you had. You know, yeah. your parents still speak to you, all of yeah. those various <laughs> things. And, and at which, you know, when we talk about going slow, going from zero to 2 million seems, oh my gosh, fast, yeah. but you still did it in a very methodical way. Exactly. Oh yeah. So the first year, so it was our first full year of selling. We had okay. sellouts during 20, uh, mm-hmm. 2018. So we mm-hmm. sold it here and there. Mm-hmm. I think we made like 100K maybe. Right, right. Because you needed to make sure it was going to yeah. work. Mm-hmm. But then we went literally just 30X the next year to mm-hmm. 2.25 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully hit around 5 mil this year, which would be cool. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just, just keep it going. Like we're learning from our mistakes, stuff mm-hmm. that we didn't do last February and last January. Mm-hmm. Looking at our month over month data, mm-hmm. like, already four or five times X what we did last last year. And last year was awesome. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. like, hell, I'd be happy if we did 2 million again. But mm-hmm. of course, I'm always trying to push it more. Right, more right. Stuff. You need to, to be growing because then you can make investments. You can order more. You can expand yeah. all of those. So we're hiring things. full-time employees. We just hired mm-hmm. our first full-time employee. She's a rock star doing all the event stuff for us. Mm-hmm. So doing cool investments like that mm-hmm. where we're putting up cash and knowing mm-hmm. that we're getting cash back is mm-hmm. stuff that we're, we've wanted to do for a long time. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's, it's, you still did it in a smart way. 
you know, you, it wasn't, it, it you know, our target is this. It was okay. We're just going to keep going. We're going to keep growing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, holy our, we've, we've our target, I think when we were talking, mm-hmm. I think I remember saying, I'd be happy if we made 400K. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be super excited. Right. And then we wake up a month later, it's like mm-hmm. 2.25 million. We're mm-hmm. like, all right, we did it. Yeah. Ooh, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and you mentioned that when you started, you know, the, the three of you, your brother and your friend, yeah. you had your day jobs, you yeah. know, and, and when, when were you able to quit that? Uh, this January 1st, 2018. Okay. I actually became an entrepreneur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I uh, went home for uh, Christmas break and I was like, I'm not coming back. And mm-hmm. this is my last day. So, uh, yeah, it's been two years as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. like full time and just, yeah, it's been awesome. Right. And I don't think, again, that's one of the things that many small business owners don't take into consideration. Clearly, it depends on what you're doing. Yeah. But so many times, it can be your second job that, that you're doing. And you know, as long as it's not conflicting with the one where you're getting your big paycheck, yeah. um, where you need your insurance. That's, of course, yeah. one of the biggies is you need exactly. to work somewhere where you have that insurance. Yeah. So, you know, so it's not all or nothing. You know, and, and I think that is one of the things that so many people who are thinking about starting a business, they really do think it has to be all or nothing. And even if it's just that you've deliberately taken a part-time job, you know, maybe you got laid off, you know, and so it's like, okay, well, I'll start my yeah. own company. Okay, but I'm not making enough, so I need to have a part-time job. Exactly. You know, and, and so, and, and what that does is that takes the stress off. You're not so concerned with, I have to have a paycheck. So I have to sell X number of my product or service. You know, you've, you've got that kind of cushion to fall back on. Now, the tricky thing is sometimes you rely on it too much. Mm-hmm. When I first started my business, you know, it's been over 20 years ago. It's almost 25 years. I did the same thing. You know, it was my second job. I kind of did this. And, and I met with a business coach. And, and one of the things that she told me was until I had to make it work, I wouldn't make it work. Mm-hmm. You know, I was relying on the fallback. And so that was kind of the thing is like, okay, it, it does reach a point where you have to say, as, as my father would have said, you got to fish or cut bait. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We, uh, when I quit my job, I think we had three, four grand in my bank account, maybe. And rent in Miami is not too cheap. No, so. no, nothing in Miami is cheap. <laughs> no. mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I knew I had, this was kind of my mm-hmm. doomsday. So every mm-hmm. month it was like, how do I stay alive? How do I stay mm-hmm. alive? Right. Uh, how do I not have to go back? So mm-hmm. it was just finding different ways. Like I mm-hmm. built the CrossNet website, but I also mm-hmm. realized that I was actually really good at web design. And mm-hmm. I knew what I was talking about with e-commerce. So mm-hmm. I had friends in the industry who mm-hmm. were looking for websites and, and I could easily meet people on LinkedIn and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I started building websites and mm-hmm. I still do on a side. Like, mm-hmm. Someone's going to offer me a couple grand to do a mm-hmm. website and I can pay my rent for a few months. Why would I not do that? And, right. only well, and you're learning something, you know, and, and, and it was interesting because as I was reading your LinkedIn profile, I was, you know, it was like, oh, you've had several different things that you have done, yeah. um, you know, and, and some of them were probably even when you were in high school on some of the jobs. Some people, you know, especially of my generation, look at that and go, oh, you couldn't keep a job. No, I saw it as you were learning different skills. You were getting different knowledge. You were figuring out where you wanted to go and where you wanted to be. So, you know, that's, that is that. And yeah, you know, it's, it's always great to kind of keep your, your hands in something else just to see what they're doing. And, and, you know, and, and because the skills that you learn there transition back into your business. Exactly. Yeah. Like I went to film school, so I have Mm -hmm. a background in video and photography. Mm -hmm. 
done all the videos and photography, mm-hmm. well, all the photography, excuse me, for the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a background in sales from mm-hmm. that job, mm-hmm. which has helped the company. Mm-hmm. I have a background in website design. And then I, we started up our own warehouse. So mm-hmm. now I have a mm-hmm. background in warehousing mm-hmm. and order fulfillment. Right. So we bring that all together, like mm-hmm. that's a company, you know, sales, mm-hmm. marketing, film. So it's been uh, like a, a year at each little stage, kind of like a mm-hmm. crash course of college. Right. And what you're doing is, you know, things that can transition into other things. You know, you mentioned that you have your own fulfillment. Well, you know, you can, maybe you start a different business that that still uses that fulfillment center. Yeah, we were doing that for the last Mm -hmm. two years. We were fulfilling Mm -hmm. other people's, like our friends in industries, fulfilling their orders for two years. And eventually Mm -hmm. it was like, all right, let's just focus on CrossNet. But Mm -hmm. while we were looking for ways Mm -hmm. to make money, that was one of the routes that we had. We Mm -hmm. had a fulfillment center. We had employees. Let's Mm -hmm. start shipping other people's stuff. So. Great. So what other advice would you give to somebody who is thinking, I've got this great idea, but? It's usually they feel like they don't have the time and they're, mm-hmm. they're sitting at their nine to five, nine to six, and they're, they're mentally exhausted. And I can't blame mm-hmm. you because I've been there. Right. But come home, de-stress for the hour, mm-hmm. put your feet up on the couch, and mm-hmm. then go back to work. Because mm-hmm. we have these phones, we have our laptops, mm-hmm. we have so much stuff that you could always be learning. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to put in the work, somebody else is going to put in the work. Mm-hmm. Right. I There's nothing think- that is totally unique anymore. Exactly. Like I was up to two in the morning every night working on the company mm-hmm. or I wake up early working on the company. You need, if you really want to get away and mm-hmm. have that freedom, like I don't care how much money we make, having the freedom to do what I want when mm-hmm. I want is more than any money mm-hmm. like I could ever dream of, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not going to happen unless you put in the work. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take longer than you mm-hmm. expected. Right. For 99% of the people, it's going to take longer. I mean, granted, mm-hmm. we did it in two years, and some people dream to do that in two years, but mm-hmm. it's going to take long regardless. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're not going to do it, somebody else will. Mm-hmm. And living with the regret of... Right. When you <laughs> see you know, their product on Shark Tank or they're talking about it on you know, ESPN exactly. or you know, whatever it is, you're like, no, I had that idea first. Exactly. <laughs> so, don't have that regret. Uh, mm-hmm. I try not to in every asset of my life. So, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So we've only got about five minutes left. Um, so the first thing we want to do is tell people. You know, we mentioned all the places where your product is available, but as I said at the start of the program, many people are thinking, "Wait a minute, how can you play four-way volleyball?" So, what is your website? Yep, CrossNetGame.com. Okay, is our okay. website, and you can find us on social media mm-hmm. at CrossNetGame. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're always posting like videos of the game, content, user content, uh, tournaments and events, the concerts mm-hmm. we're going to be at. So mm-hmm. follow along there. Come check us out. Uh, we're traveling a ton, so we'll probably be in your city soon. Perfect. Well, how do they get in contact with you? Me? Uh, you can email me at chris, C-H-R-I-S, at crossnetgame.com. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sure you can find me on LinkedIn pretty quick at Chris Definitely Mead. on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, reach out, uh, social media, all that at Chris Mead, So easily accessible. I love it. Well, and so we've been talking about how you guys, you know, and, and I, you know, I've been jokingly talking about your age, but it doesn't matter. You know, we have people who are in their eighties who think, Oh my gosh, I have this great idea. Now they probably had it for a while and it wasn't, you know, but there's, you know, there there's, but there's no time like the present. And I think that's one of the big things is you, you can't keep waiting because as you just said, somebody else will do it. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, jump in, try it, 
if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Now, hopefully you didn't sink your entire life savings into it and and all of those things, but that comes back to doing it in a smart way. You know, don't invest your entire, you know, 401k if you're somebody like me or, or, or something like that, you know, do it small and, and grow from there. Exactly. 100%. Well, any other final words for everybody? Just try. I mean, you literally, like, you never know what's going to happen. You never know. Mm-hmm. One more day could literally change your mm-hmm. life. And, and I know so many people have just, like, quit, and they were almost there at that success, mm-hmm. and they had to just, only if they just kept going forward. Mm-hmm. So just give it your best. Try. Start small. Stay frugal. There's always mm-hmm. going to be more inventory. There'll always be more things you could be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the biggest thing you can do is just go out there and try. I love it. Well, I've been having a great time talking with Chris Mead from CrossNet. Um, again, they're at crossnetgame.com. So that's where you can, can see how to play this game. Yep. You know, I was actually looking at, well, you know, I might be able to do that. And I thought, oh, you know, I'd probably hurt myself. <laughs> I'd be one of those that's wrapped up in the net, you know, and, and all those various things. But I can certainly see where it's a ton of fun. Great for kids, you know, and, and yep. as you mentioned, every age level is playing it. So that's what's so fun about all of this. Exactly. Exactly. So as I said, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a great time talking with Chris Mead. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for having me. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.